Somewhere between psychotic and iconic. Somewhere between I want it and I got it. Somewhere between I'm sober and I'm lifting. Somewhere between All right, so we're back on another episode of Somewhere in Between. As always, I am Spike Lee. And unfortunately, my co-host, Killer Clark, is still out touring the world, making everything a better place for you and me. So in her seat today, we have Young Wiggins. Wiggins, say what's up to the beautiful people. What's happening, beautiful people? It feels good to be back. Feels good to be back. <laughs> so we actually recorded an episode like two weeks ago. But there was no sabotage. The file got corrupted. So whoever's listening, the file was corrupted. So we had to re-record. That's what this episode is. Shout out to my wife. Yeah, she thinks there's a conspiracy theory, <laughs> a, a conspiracy out against her. I don't know. How dare you delete her file, Andrew? It's an Alex Jones type situation. All right, we're gonna dive straight into it. So, Wiggy, this week one of the big things in our world at least, or at least my world, maybe not yours. The Oscars, they're adding a popular movie category. What do you think about it? Or what do you think caused it? Let's um, unpack it a little bit. Right. I, I know we, we, we kind of, you know, glanced over it earlier, but it's it's like, is it is it because they're kind of segregating certain certain movies and aspects, or is it the, the wave in which us as consumers view films so so it was so what's the new category uh, I believe the name of it is popular movie popular movie and then what's the uh, I guess the original best film they're still gonna do best picture so best picture and then popular film so yeah. that uh, so is a is best film is that gonna come from more of a uh, like a in-depth standpoint where we're talking about um Shots and like what I, 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 I would be curious to see what the criteria is to differentiate the two. Um, but I don't know, it, it sounds sketchy to me. It sounds it, it, something that ain't sitting right. I, I'll be curious to see it, it starts next year, right? When it start? no, it'll start well, yeah, next year, but it'll be for movies released this, this year. year. So, was it February when they, is it? yeah, okay. So, I think this is twofold. Um, I think the major catalyst for this is going to be, or is, Black Panther. Where it was such a cultural event movie, and because of, just from a technical standpoint, of how well it was done. They have to find some way to acknowledge those type of movies. And I think in the traditional categories, especially the way that we know them, it wouldn't have gotten that recognition. So, for instance, um, right now I have a, the nominees from last year. And let me know how many of these you actually watched. Okay. Be honest. All right, we have The Shape of Order, which actually won for Best Movie last year. No, that's the one when the guy was, like, doing stuff, foul stuff with the fish or something. It was a woman doing foul oh. stuff with the fish man. Yeah. No. <laughs> Did not watch that one. Okay? Darkest Hour. No. Dunkirk. No. What? Phantom Third. Phantom Thread. No. The Post. No. Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. What? No. Call Me By Your Name. No. Get Out. Yeah. Lady Bird. No. All right. That was nine movies. I only nine. Saw, I only saw, you only saw one. one. And that was and it, was that the only black film that was in that group? <laughs> I mean, I don't I don't want to be the stereotypical uh, movie watcher, but but I think that goes to the point though, like even. Like, even looking at the movies I was naming, mm -hmm. how many of them were actually just, like, monumental movies that people outside of who were just really into movies actually cared about actually watched? And I'm going to say, that that's another thing. I, maybe Lady Bird, I, the, those other ones, I didn't even hear the, I've never heard those titles before, aside from the one with the fish, and I feel like you and I probably had a conversation, I had a conversation with somebody about it, and it was just because it was, like, kind of weird kind of thing. But I hadn't even heard those other ones. Like, one of those titles is, like, mad long. Like, I wouldn't even want to go see that movie. Three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. No. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> but I think, I think the addition of the popular movie category is to kind of address that problem where 
And the example when we were talking about it before we started recording, the example I gave was Forrest Gump. Right. Whereas, you know, 20, what, however long it was, 25 right. years ago, whenever that movie came out, it was like the the dominant movie of the culture. Like, everyone was talking about it. It had catchphrases, run for us, run. Life is like a box of chocolate. Everyone saw it, but it was also, when it came time for awards and stuff, it was dominating that as well. It won right. Best Picture. I know it won Best Actor. I think it won Best Director. So, I think you look now, the movies that are dominating our culture will be something like Avengers or Black Panther or you know, Captain America or Guardians of the Galaxy or Jurassic Park or whatever the case may be. Right. Those aren't necessarily like award-worthy type movies. They're blockbuster event movies. Now, what is what them creating this uh, most popular movie, does that remove subjectivity from it? Because is it just like, this sold the most ones that's... You can't, like, for you to say that, okay, this movie grossed the most or this movie sold the most money and still doesn't win the most popular movies just like okay what determines that something's the most popular well that was the Tickets issue sold. this week there was no clarity or no like <laughs> there was nothing to actually describe like this is what the criteria is going to be for the category so it's kind of just left it up for everyone's own interpretation of what it might be that's what I'm saying. for you to say something's the most popular that seems like something very tangible like you should be able to look at a number and say this movie sold the most tickets ever or would it be something along the lines of we'll have like the best picture category and it'll be the movies we just named and then we'll also have a category of the most popular movies so it'll be Black Panther going against Avengers going against Justice League going against Mm -hmm. Jurassic Park and you're picking the best out of those see it's so ambiguous nobody knows yeah and and that's the thing with these uh, award shows like that like they're are no criterias. It's completely subjective. You have this secret group of people that's voting on these uh, these movies, and like like we just saw, there's there's nine movies. I've only seen one of them, and the one that won, I definitely didn't see. I was just looking at, you know, some of the last Oscar winners. You know, best actor. I I don't even know who Gary Oldman is. Like, it's a lot of names that's popping up here in movies that. I had no interest in seeing at all that shit. See, and I think that's what this category is to... I think that's what the ultimate goal will be. Just try to get, like, bridge the gap back again between the average moviegoer and the critical community, if you will, so to speak. Yeah, I'm going to say, I, I can see that's where the, the film part will come into play because you, you have people that are into, you know, pace, the pace of a movie, you know, or the plot you know the most popular movie like you said Black Panther like it's yeah it has a solid storyline but at the end of the day people want to see people get chopped up blown up you know flying around and jumping out of cars and planes and stuff speaking of which I did go what is it Mission Impossible mm-hmm. come on man. hey did you see that yeah I actually liked it I don't really like Tom Cruise but I thought the movie was good I I thought it, I was fascinated that he did do his own stunts and stuff. I thought that was kind of cool for that man to be as wealthy as he is for him to still get his rocks off by like jumping out of. That's the only he can get his rocks. Off. <laughs> like what I'm saying, you, you, for a simple fact, you know that this guy's jumping off of buildings because he's like an adrenaline junkie. Like you have all this money in the world, why don't you have a stunt double? Why are you riding your motorcycle? You know, through Europe and France, zooming past cars and stuff like they—they they pay. It's called white privilege, right there. <laughs> it's like, bro, that that money not coming out your budget. Like you gonna get yours regardless. Like let somebody else do that for you. But I watched it. It was cool. I—I I, I don't think I've ever seen the other ones though. But I, when as soon as I saw it, it was—I felt like I was watching some diehard shit. Like somebody gotta die, man. Like, you, like, uh. You can't keep doing all of it. Yeah, this. like, it's like, at some point, like, you you gotta just, I, they did, I don't want to spoil the movie, but they did kill one of the main characters from what I was told in this last one, so, I guess. Um, Alright, what else is on the docket? So, something else that happened this week, 
And uh, we're going to try a new segment. We're going to try to carry it out for the rest of the episode. And the name of this segment is Interesting People of the Week. Hello, good evening, and welcome to yet another edition of Interesting People. And pretty much what we're going to do is just bring up a random person or somebody who made news this week, and we're just going to discuss their situation or what happened to them. So starting us off, we're going to talk about Alex Jones. So Alex Jones, he's a political slash social commenta- commentator. <clears throat> Excuse me, and his views tend to lean, tend to lean a little bit more conservative. Um, he has peddled a lot of conspiracy theories, and he is kind of a self-made journalist, and the type of stories he covers is very sensationalized. And, Kind of, he can get extremely over the top. Um, so this week, he was dropped or banned from pretty much all of the major social media platforms, Twitter, YouTube, uh, Facebook. Uh, Apple dropped him from their podcast channel, all of the podcasts associated with him. And I guess one of them, I guess we have a lot of questions. One, with social media becoming such an integral part of how we communicate, should it start to receive some of the same protections that we receive under First Amendment laws, or should First Amendment laws start to bleed over into social media in terms of the guidelines and how we determine when a person is shut down and what constitutes this language or speech that should be shut down. And to and extend it further out from that, um, long term how should we or what will be the ramifications of us policing people or these private companies controlling who speaks and when they speak um, I, I, I strongly feel like the things that you say on social media should still have those constitutional rights because at the end of the day if you're a U.S. citizen, you're still saying it. So whether I say it in front of, you know, City Hall or from the comfort of my couch, you know, what would make it, you know, I guess less protected? Like, it's still my opinion where no matter the media, the, the medium that I use to, to well, share it with. I guess, I guess the point regarding that would be, should we receive, like, for instance, the First Amendment protects us that the government can't, stop us from having freedom of speech. So you can't right. go to jail, you can't be arrested, they can't come and, you know, like, the army can't make you shut up. With that being said, Twitter isn't the government, Facebook isn't the government. These are all private companies, private, you know, institutions. Yeah. But as we've seen, i.e. with the last election, that there is now becoming overlap between politics and social media in terms of how we communicate and what we use or what we say across this communication. So should the government step in and monitor that and control that or have some type of voice in that? Mm, no. That's a slippery slope. I mean, because as soon as you, you put that, you know, it's like, oh, that's you. at the end of the day, it's still like, okay, the government can silence you. So that, whatever this man said, it was either... Uh, now, it may not have been the government that shut him down. It could have, like, I'm pretty sure it was just these companies on their own with maybe some type of political pressure but I don't know it's I feel like we will be jumping down like a rabbit hole once you start because it goes that'll be going back to separating you know how they separate church and state or something like that so it's just like okay you guys can't be involved with you know what we do as far as like religion and all of that stuff but I don't know I, I really don't, cause that, cause you, with the government, it, it, the money's involved. That's what the cop, the uh, the corporations and the businesses. I don't know how they were taking a hit. Like like what would what would cause them to delete my man's stuff? Like was he just out here just? Well, now to, he he is a very noted conspiracy theorist. He um, was one of the main prominent voices sprouting that Sandy Hook was fake. Um, you know, he's along that lines with the Pizzagate thing. He's one yeah. of those people that was, you know, sp- spreading that type of stuff. So it's, 
He has definitely said some very controversial, borderline, like, in, inciting things that could definitely fall under, yo, this is a little yeah. too far left. Like, you got to shut up, bro. My thing is, they either, if he, if he, if what he was saying didn't have any, some kind of truth to it, they would just let him be the crazy man in the corner saying whatever he wants. Unless but, he's, his following is the, like that prominent to like. But to be, but not necessarily about truth to it though, but they shut down other people for hate speech or like with Roseanne, like yeah. that kind of got suspended when she made the comment. That's true. So it's not just always about like truth to it. It can just like be clar- clarified under hate speech or just, you know, um, just some type of insensitive speech that will fall under their guidelines of suspension. And I'm sure this, and when you sign up for those accounts and all, when you click accept, like you agree <laughs> to, to let them like, okay, if I say something that they don't like, they can kill my account. So I'm sure it's something he agreed to and not even not even knowing it, but I don't know because hell Donald Trump get on Twitter and say whatever the hell he want to say. And that's what like the crossroad or like the not even crossroad. This what like what I'm looking at it in the future of this or where it can eventually lead to. Like the government is gonna have to sooner or later step into all of these companies right. and have some type of hand into who has accounts. What type of information that they're spreading out there? Who's communicating through who, saying what, using these platforms? It's gonna have to happen sooner or later. Like, I would say, there's, there, there, there will have to be some kind if of. If it's fil- not already happening, I would say some kind of filtration system yeah. to where it's just like you see these words along with this word, that that shit won't even post. <laughs> but in the same breath, so and that's where I'm going with what we started saying on social media fall under the First Amendment where. If the government does start monitoring this stuff, I don't want any type of repercussions from them in terms of getting me shut down or having my yeah. account shut down or something like that. But but I think that's where the things that's... Like, whatever you're agreeing to when you accept that stuff, I feel like there's some kind of loophole that gives them the right to do that, even without the government um, chiming well, in. Yeah, they can, shut, they can definitely shut your account down. They can deactivate you. But with the president, for instance, if Twitter comes in and says, hey, we're going to shut him down today, would there or should there be some type of protection from that? Like, think about how many people he's directly, for better or worse, regardless of what we feel about him, how many people he's able to directly communicate with. So just think if that was, if it was switched the other way around, that was Obama. And he was saying things to us or communicating in a way or relaying information to us that maybe no other source was providing at the time. Right. Yeah. Now, I mean, when you put it that way, then it's just like, no. Nah. I mean, I mean, where the, I think it comes like the fact that he had the fact that nobody is controlling his Twitter is still baffling to me. Like there's he should not be allowed to say what he wants. Is that he wants good to. or bad, though? It, it depends, like because because you well you can't it has to be universal for us whatever rule we make for we gotta make it for everybody so instead of using Trump use Obama would you want Obama to have access to a Twitter account and to be able to whatever he whatever is on his mind whatever issue is coming up to directly and unfiltered send it out to citizens of the United States yeah because Obama's just gonna be tweeting about what Jay Z song he's listening to like. Donald Trump is wildin' out here, man. Alright. So, moving on. Up next, we got Lance Bass. What did Lance Bass do, Wiggy? Apparently, Lance Bass from, uh, what's the group? NSYNC. Mm-hmm. He's in some kind of bidding war for the old Brady Bunch house. Um, bidding war between HGTV, and I'm not sure, um, I feel like they're trying, the whole issue comes up they're trying to renovate um the old brady bunch house for like one of the hgtv shows and i don't i have no idea what lance bass what interest he had in this in his house but apparently he got outbidded or they pulled his bid away so that they can hgtv can do something with it and i thought i thought that was 
hella weird, man. But like, what the hell do they want with the Brady Bunch house? Like, are they gonna try to? Re- I think some people. Well, I think definitely HGTV would love it. That would be great promotion and marketing for them. Right. Because I'm pretty sure there's a whole generation of people now who are probably being there. 50s, maybe even 60s, who grew up watching Brady Bunch, who, just from a nostalgia standpoint, would love that shit. Um, would you want to live, or not even would you want to? Because I know there's a couple houses, especially if they were real, that I would want to live in. Like the first Prince house. Like if that was a real house, <laughs> I would want to. Like this is a real be, house somewhere. We just gotta find it. No, that's, it was on the stage. You think so? No, so. Oh man, that breaks my heart. What's another, like, dope-ass house? But it would have to be from a movie because, like, all the old TV shows and stuff, all that stuff was just sets built on stage. Oh, man. That breaks my heart, man. But I know, like, if you listen to Bill Simmons, they're really big on the Boogie Nights house. Have you seen Boogie Nights? <laughs> no. It's a great movie. It's hilarious. Is it, like, on some, um... It's about porn stars. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> it's, it's funny, though. It's super uh, hilarious. I think, I feel like I've seen that the title somewhere before but I've never seen it what okay from since we're going on that road um with like old TV shows if you had to bring back an old TV show and recast it what what pops in your mind like what's one of them shows that maybe you can keep like like a centerpiece from the old show mm-hmm. but then kind of build build around it like who would you or what show would you pick Alright, I'm about to get really specific and it's gonna be really obscure. <laughs> There's an old show called White Shadow. Okay. I think you could definitely update that now. Put it on Netflix. You would make each season like a different group of kids. So, like every year, because those like shows. Basketball center, team? Yeah. Okay. Those shows sit around a white coach who was going to coach an inner city, like, black basketball team and just all the issues and problems that the kids have, and they are also kind of the culture clash of this, up, I can say uppity, but uppity white guy coming to, you know, it's coach a bunch of other kids. Yeah. It was a mix of comedy and drama. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if you update it now, for the coach, you would pick somebody probably. I'm looking at this guy. You need somebody who's a little, who's lived the life but it was still like Josh Hartnett. That's <laughs> so random. But like, you know, like yeah, I had a lot of promise growing up. Then I hit a real rough patch and I was trying to get my life back. This on. guy looks like he does like a lot of drugs. That's exactly what I want. That's exactly what I want. Like, the coach is just down and out. This is on his last leg. He looks like that's what he wakes up and snorts a lot. Yeah. Starring Josh Hartnett. I White think that's like, I mean, just looking from the um, synopsis of the show, it looks pretty good. I'm trying to think of the one that I would do. Um, I wouldn't mind. Now this would be dope. The Fresh Prince, mm-hmm. but Will taking the role of like Uncle Phil. You starring Jaden? Not Jaden. It would have to be. <laughs> it would have because Jaden. He's like he's older now, but. How young are you trying to go? It don't have to be too young. I guess they still could kind of be in high school. Um, but I think what I think what Will Smith is doing is is dope. Like the fact that and I saw. Did you see his interview with um, Elliot Wilson? Yeah, yeah. you should check it out. It's just it's just kind of giving your giving his perspective on why you seeing a lot more of him now. He's basically saying how when he grew up, there was the facade that you know big actors they they duck off they hide you don't really get to know them but you know as you know technology is involved and everybody's pretty much ingrained and wants to know what you're doing at all times so hell he's showing you he's jumping out of planes he's going to random countries and hiking and shit with his family and he's still himself like he said you know he he thought he was in character at all times so that's why you saw the clean cut not cursing and stuff but now he He'll let the F ball fly. He, you can see him antagonizing his his family. Like he, he seems like he's on ten at all times. But it's dope to see him just to see that side of him while he's he's I'm sure he's shooting some stuff 
all over the world, overseas. But for him to just be traveling and just living, it's kind of dope to see one of those people that you, oh, I like him. And now they kind of reveal or look behind the curtains and see see his family and stuff like that. But yeah, that would be mine. The fresher prince. <laughs> all right. Next up. Apparently, we, you went to McDonald's the other night, or the other day. It was actually this morning. This I, morning. I, I went to go get some hash browns, because that's about the only thing that I eat from McDonald's. And it's really sad when I think about it now, because I, I used to enjoy McDonald's. But now, it tastes like the crap that it is. Like, it's, I can't, like, at first I thought, man, I keep getting bad batches of french fries. I just don't think I'm, my palate likes McDonald's french fries anymore. So I just don't buy it. But... While I was in line for my hash browns, I saw a sign that said McDonald's now delivers via Uber Eats. And the first thing that I thought was, okay, like that's kind of ridiculous. Like at what point or is it like, is that out of convenience or being lazy is, is what I, what popped in my head because you already have. It has to be convenience, and here's the only okay. reason why. They charge a delivery charge for Uber Eats. Okay. So you have to order a certain minimum. That I was gonna say that was the next thing. It's like, what is it? Like you got ten dollars worth of McDonald's? I think it's. I want to say it's, a, it's either eight or a ten dollar minimum. Like what? That you have that your order has to be, and then they charge the delivery. Yeah, and I think the delivery fee, depending on how far away you are from a restaurant, is like another eight dollars. So, you really have to be, it has to be worth your while. So, if you're spending like $5 on the meal, it's not worth it. But if I'm buying like, I don't know what reason I'll ever need to buy like $50 worth of McDonald's. That's what I'm saying. Good Lord of my That's what I'm saying. Even if it's, <laughs> even if it's $15, you literally say, okay, we're buying two, um, two value meals and it's probably like you make it a, a large size or something like that because McDonald's you know of course it's not hell, niggas is not going to McDonald's <laughs> because it's you know $20 food like you go in there because it's a buck and you can get it ASAP so for you to be splurging on McDonald's and then have to pay $8 to have them delivered it's like how bad do you really want that Mc, that Big Mac or whatever the hell they sell you don't need it <laughs> So, and then it's like, but you also brought up to the point where, you know, you do have people that, you know, they don't drive or they, you know, might have some kind of disability or something like that. And they really want a Big Mac. Or not even just a Big Mac, just something to eat in general. Right. No, I don't. Uh, have you ever used Uber Eats before? We have. But it's never for like McDonald's. It's always for like a restaurant restaurant. Right. We'll get, well, yeah, like a restaurant. I think once I, I sent my wife some, some Zaxby's or something because I think she forgot her lunch. So I just, okay. But that was the only time I've ever used that thing. And mine wasn't Uber Eats. I think mine was Amazon. Amazon does that? Yeah. You can order it through Prime. Oh, shit. I got Prime. It's just like the same way you go searching for like a pair of shoes or something. You just search for like a hamburger. Holy you know, shit. bring out restaurants and whatnot. Yo, man, that's creepy, man. <laughs> That's creepy. Don't don't get me started on this shit. Like technology is really fucking us, bro. Like we don't want to do nothing no more. Like they got I like Whoa, they, oh, we can't have this conversation with you. The epitome of going to the self checkout line. Don't I, want to I, 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 I am part of the problem. I went into Kroger yesterday and they had something where it looks like the people like bag the stuff for you. I don't know what it's called. I forgot what it's but called. That but that could be... Well, whenever I see stuff like that, I always think of, like, my grandma or right. or my mom, even. Whereas, yeah. you know, that could be a definitely in service for people who need it. And it's not... I like to think it's not out of lazy, laziness. It's out of yeah. necessity and helpfulness. But you know it's out of... Nine times out of ten is out of laziness. Like, like the shit at Walmart where you order the online and they put it in a little locker for you to come pick it up like cats don't even want to walk down the aisles to get their food and stuff Bruh, since the person goes to the self-checkout line. I, I know i am i am a hypocrite i am part of the problem but if i only have five items i'm going to the self-checkout line 
I'm lying. Even if I have twenty items, yes. I'm, <laughs> like, I'm going to the I'm going to the self checkout line. I don't know why. I just have this thing where I don't want to be small talk. It's just like complaining about Netflix and saying you really have Blockbuster. Yes, I miss Blockbuster, but it's you're nostalgic. not about to you're not about to give up your Netflix either. Well, hell no! I'm trying to get rid of my TV because I got Netflix. Like I don't want to watch cable no more. That's shit, that's what. Nobody's going home. And like, oh, my show come on at seven. Let me make sure I'm at home. No, you DVR that shit. And you watch it, and you fast forward through them commercials. They keep trying to hit you over the head with. All right. Up next, Alec Trebek. Yeah, let me let me pull up the article. Word on the street is that Alec Trebek may leave Jeopardy in the year twenty twenty. So he has about two more years before he hangs it up. Now, mind you, Alex Trebek is seventy eight years old. Which is amazing in itself, but I'm it, Jeopardy's one of those shows. If but no, I can't even say that because I thought the same thing about Price is Right. And I was like, once Bob Barker leaves, they're gonna, gonna kill go. this. Yeah. Who they gonna get? Goddamn Drew Carey, and that uh, is he still the host for that thing? I thought they replaced him with somebody. Oh else. shit! It may not be. Hold on, let me double check. But Jeff, if you you know. Granted, it, it, Alex Trebek, since I've been alive, has been the host of Jeopardy. I don't know if I would still watch it if it was somebody else. But you would still I, watch it? I watch Jeopardy. Not, I'm, like, if it's on when I get home, I watch it. You know what I'm saying? You would still oh, watch it. I, be, and that's what Because it's like, I don't watch it for Alex Trebek. Yeah. Even though he has some witty <laughs> shit that he says. But, you know, at the end of the day, you're watching it to see if you can... How much random you know? That's hell. That's the only reason I watch it. But let me see. Hold on. There's an article that says suggest two replacements. All right. First and foremost, he's making ten million dollars a year. Drew Carey? No, Alec Trebek. Holy! That's why he's been doing it. That's why he's seventy years old. He he don't even stand up no more. You know he got a little stool back there. See, but here's the thing. With a show like that, you know they're shooting it all out at once. Right. So they're probably like over the course of one month knocking out all the episodes for a whole year. Yeah. So that's more or less you would just say ten million dollars for about two months worth of work. I think all of us would trade that trade for that. That's an amazing gig. It is. And it's like all you're doing, not to belittle what he's doing, but he's, <laughs> he's just reading. Re- he's reading. <laughs> he's just reading off. Like, you know that you grow up with his personality. It's not like a real, like, even like on Family Feud with Steve Harvey, he's in there in the mix telling jokes and stuff. Alex Trebek, he's just like saying people's names and he's reading the question. That's it. Oh, hell, I'm not, yeah, it, for all we know, he could probably be doing that shit in post-production when they put the little thing up and just reading it. But yeah, I, I, I found that to be a little... Disturbing. It's just you, these people you grew up with. Oh yeah, and they're starting to retire, and it's just like these are great game shows. But you know, would you still watch it if these hosts weren't there? Yeah. I don't know. I, I I messed around and ran across Supermarket Sweep on TV the other day. What channel was it on? It was on some. I think the power went out, so it was on one of those. Those, bounce. Those, those, yeah, right around bounce. Yeah, <laughs> hey, y'all really? If y'all know, if y'all ever don't watch bounce, y'all real. <laughs> but yeah, I, I was. That would be dope for them to bring back a supermarket sweep. I thought. I think. I don't. I don't know how many. People. What would that even look like now, though? <laughs> Self check. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like Walmart like the generation now, of supermarket sweep. It would be. Oh, I'm gonna go to. Whole Foods, and then I'm gonna go to Amazon. Yeah, I mean, and that's and that's the it's weird because growing up, like we would sit and watch that that type of stuff. We would sit and watch game shows. We would sit, sit and watch, um, what's the one with the kids and the slime and all of that? Like, Double Dare. Double Dare or Legends of the Hidden Temple. Like, oh shit! Like, I want to be like you know, as a kid, I wanted to. Do the Legends of the Hidden Temple, but these kids now nah, they don't want, they don't want nothing to do with that type of shit. But I don't know. 
I'll, I'll be. I'll, I'll shed a thug tear when Alex Trebek um, retires. All right. Well, let's go. What's another show like that? Wheel of Fortune. Wheel of Fortune. Pat Sajak, Vanna White. Right. Who would you want to replace them whenever they do retire? Mm, who would I want to replace them with? Mm-hmm. Anybody can take Pat St. Jack's spot. What about Vanna White? You gotta find. You gotta find Vanna. She's expired. Then <laughs> 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 she's expired. You can because now because back in the day I don't even know if Vanna really you know spoke a lot. She was at that. She was just up there touching the uh, turning the joints. But now she has a lot more. She's a lot more involved. Like she's more of a co-host than just the the lady up there touching the what you call it. But they might be able to get somebody with a little personality to go up there and um you know jab at some people. Do you think they would ever do like a gender swap? Hmm. No. Put like a male up there? No, they wouldn't. Unfortunately. <laughs> Unfortunately, if it got to that point, they wouldn't even. They would just let the thing flip by itself. Cause her job really is pointless. Yeah, it's completely. <laughs> it, it really How is. How much does she make? Please, about please, somebody who's overpaid. Please find that out. If we were to turn on Will of Fortune, eight million dollars a year. <laughs> That's crazy. We're not living right, bro. Her net worth is estimated at one hundred and forty million. We ain't living right. It's crazy. Vanna White just shut the like what like I don't I'm, I'm baffled, bro. She went from turning she she he had to work at one point when she would turn the joints around. Now they just she just touch them. God, she is not. I told you she expired, and I and I, that's from a far away. Like the camera don't she don't ain't no tight shots of Vanna, and if she is, she docked it. I remember when they had her up there pregnant. And she like, look, y'all can sub somebody else. <laughs> like, y'all ain't got to have her out here looking all crazy. Oh, yeah, she, yeah, man. She, she Botoxed up. She must have had a fun youth. <laughs> <laughs> Anna White, goddamn. $8 million. That's bullshit, man. Only in America. She's Is it 60, really only in America? She's 61 years old. She's sixty one. She's five six, and she's been the hostess for Will of Fortune since nineteen eighty two. Did Vanna do porn? Oh, sh- I don't know. What you never knew about Vanna White is that what you just clicked? Quick no, on? I clicked on a movie, The Goddess of Love. Oh shit, Vanna! Let me find out Vanna White out here dropping flicks. <laughs> 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 oh, I was an NBC TV film. Oh man! <laughs> Look at Vanna White. Got her little booty out. <laughs> Vanna Vanna White was out here thotting, man. Before it was cool. <laughs> y'all out That's where you knew what it was. Right, y'all out here showing them butt on the on the internet like it ain't nothing. That shit, that shit gonna fuck. That, we gonna be des- desensitized as hell. No shit. <laughs> like you, like the first lady of America has news on the internet. Like, come on. <laughs> what a time to be alive, man. And nobody, and everybody cool with that though. That's cool. That's that's who. You, well, yeah, I, don't, I mean, I don't have an issue with it. But I'm just saying the difference in terms of and back then. And imagine now. like in the seventies or something if. God only knows how they would have gotten her, but if new pictures of the first lady or somebody like that, <laughs> right? <laughs> we'll put on like the news or something. Yeah, I mean, and and they knew all of that before. People don't care about that anymore, man. Hell, to be honest with you, they've pro- they've been showing boobs and shit on TV across seas a long time ago. We still oh, they still. They should no. They should. I'm gonna tell you when they show the, the the titties and shit on National Geographic. If you gonna show them titties, you might as well show them other titties. But that lets you know that we're the perverts. Why? Because the titties are titties. That's what I'm saying. So what makes that titty acceptable and um, whoever flashing or some shit, like what makes that? Shit? Oh no, it's a, it's a boob, bro. <laughs> 
get over yourself, guys. Contradicts itself all the time. Alright. Well, I'm all out of topics. You got anything else you want to talk about, Mr. Wiggins? Uh, not really. I did see this, this, uh, this thing about this 81-year-old lady smuggling, like, hella heroin from the Mexican border. Uh-oh. I love grandmas who deal dope. <laughs> Let me see. Let me exactly see how much money uh, Granny was trying to get by. How you gonna have an 81-year-old mule? It probably is, like, the best person to do it. <laughs> Who's gonna suspect? So, oh, wait a I wonder what she looked like. She smuggled allegedly. I'm sorry, allegedly smuggled 92 pounds of heroin, which equates to 100. Well, hold on. 870. Is that thousand or million? It's thousand. It's almost a million dollars worth of. Shout out to grandma. It was just like, you know what? What she got? I want to see her point? face. And they, they, you know, they had this stuff elaborately duct taped in the whip in the car. So she's like, but that's crazy. If I got snipped out by the dogs, how do you tell your grandkids that you're going to jail for smoke? They probably know. Hell. They probably know. They probably were, dealing heroin. You would know, bro. Yeah, they probably want to send her over there. This is like, look, she she about to pass. <laughs> she about, she she got a strong ten. She got strong. Boom bust. <laughs> she's gonna be a millionaire her last you know year, or she's gonna be in jail. It's the ultimate gamble. Yeah, but that's the only thing. That's the only thing I saw. I thought that was <laughs> damn near funny. But um, yeah, that's it, man. I don't. What else? What else interesting happened this week? I know some music, some music dropped. Whose album dropped? Nicki Minaj. Do you care for her? Like, is 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 she a gimmick, bro? Like, here's the thing. Uh, I feel the way about Nicki Minaj that I do about Eminem, where it's just as a straight lyricist. When they are rapping, I think they're both amazing. But in terms of their music, I can't really listen to it because I don't like the voices and the... Antics. Yeah, all the extra stuff that comes with it. Yeah, like, I don't... And I I feel like she's she got some other stuff going on over there. I don't know if it's like... Because I know they... I've heard of people's concerns with her drug usage and all of that stuff. But... I don't think I can't remember the last time I was hell if I was ever excited to hear a new Nicki Minaj song or album or whatever the fact that she's just like I don't know I'm off her um let's see YG dropped an album I'm a passive YG fan like it's it's cool but I'm not really checking for him I don't well, I honestly don't know it was the last album I was really like the Tiana Taylor album, I was kind of hyped about hers, but I'm good on everybody else for the most part. <laughs> what is coming out this week? We should do an album review. Let's see what's coming up. Black Klansman <laughs> just came out. I think we're going to see that tonight. Uh-huh. So we can review that. What you you like Spike Lee, right? For the most part. Okay. Sometimes I'll, he can get a little too. I was going to say, from what I can recall, he's hit or miss. Yeah, you can get a little too in his bag sometimes. I need to go back and watch the um that that movie he put on. She's got to have it. Is that it? The, the TV show. Yeah, the one that was on Netflix. I want to go. I need to go back and watch the movie. Oh, the show is just like the movie. <laughs> and that's what I that's what I was say. That's what I was kind of interested to see. Um. I don't know. Spike Lee's cool. I feel, I feel like he has good intentions with his black Klansman, but I don't. I don't think it's gonna go over too well. The reviews have been amazing for it. Oh really? Yeah. The the critics love it. <laughs> no, nah, they just don't want to say they didn't like it, and they're gonna be deemed a racist. <laughs> so. Probably true. <laughs> yeah, that's all that is. They just want to play it safe. I want to piss off good old Spike Lee. You sit outside your door, rollerblading. What else came out as far as movies? 
The Meg. I the kinda Meg. Wanna, oh yeah. I kind of want to see this Christopher Robin movie. I would have liked if they were actually if like Winnie the Pooh wasn't a stuffed animal. Like he was like that man was just really like tripping. <laughs> like some Alice in Wonderland. Uh, crazy rich Asians. Interesting. What's crazy about crazy rich Asians is like white people. Let me rephrase that. Non-Asians seem to love it, but it's getting a lot of backlash from Asian people just about how it's presented them or how they're represented. It's like. Don't, I feel like well, what one that's a shitty title. Well, it's um, based on a book. Oh, okay, but it's just like no matter. Whenever you do a, a, a cultural piece, there's gonna there's two sides of it. You got yes, black sir. people. You got black people. You got niggas. Like <laughs> niggas might think that shit funny. Sophisticated black people's like I don't like how you portray my people. It's just like that yeah. coon shit. <laughs> like. You you gonna get that, but uh, I don't know. Because that most of these movies are made out of books anyway. I still haven't seen The Incredibles two. Did you see that? Not yet. Everything I heard about it is good though, so I'm pretty excited. Hmm. Not much of an Ant Man kind of guy. So That's here's the thing. It was okay for what it was. It was just a movie that shouldn't have been made. Like, there was no purpose to it. It was just like, we have a bunch of money we need to spend on something. So let's just spend it. Just to say we spent it. You got sh- you got shitty powers, bro. Like, some people's powers just suck. And being, a- and being able to shrink is a sh- power. And then, I don't know, I don't know the wash lady, she has the opposite of that. She can... Nope, exact same power. Oh, that's trash. Yeah, they don't need to come back. Let's see what uh Did you see the Oceans 8? I, I, I should have saw went to go. I should have went to go see that. But saw that. It wasn't good. That's what I was afraid of, too. Like, uh, like George Clooney or them, they're not involved at all. Mm-hmm. Like, they had a couple of cameos, but nothing... Big that takes away from the actual stars of this movie. What they call it, Easter eggs. Yeah, just like, oh, okay, that's cool. But just like the script, the dialogue, the chemistry between the actresses wasn't nearly as good as it was between Brad Pitt and George Clooney. The dialogue, the writing wasn't as good. The repartee, if you will. How many um, (laughs) how many speaking parts did Rihanna have? (laughs) She's like, oh, she has significant. Okay, <laughs> I've been saying she's just there for the trailer to get get a bunch of people bunch to of go see. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I want to see what Rihanna doing. Yeah, she's actually in there. Oh, I want to see this this um, documentary on Mister Rogers. Oh. I think that'll be kind of tight. I heard he was kind of thugged out. <laughs> Let's see what else. Um, Sicario. I seen the first one of Sicario. It was it was pretty good. I don't know. You think this uh this lady gonna win governor over here? Stacey Abrams? Yeah. No. Why you say that? Uh you you do you think it's because uh Democrats won't come out and support? Like just just off the mere fact that people are not going to vote or I think it'll be that. Um the Trump effect is definitely gonna play a part into it just because of the fatigue of dealing with him and things. But I also think that Georgia is still a very staunchly Republican, excuse me, a staunchly conservative state. And that ultimately that's going to win out. You seen how many is like his campaign commercials like the other guy? Mm. This was the, he has to be like Trump's homeboy. Because well, <laughs> he it was just like blatant like my name is such and such and I carry guns. It's like Yeah, she has a legit chance. <laughs>
That's what I'm saying. It's just like, <laughs> bro. <laughs> that's the reason I think Amazon isn't gonna come in. It's t- it, it, they're too liberal for s- like that. It's not even that Amazon's too liberal. It's just the people that they're gonna draw here and the amount of people they're gonna draw here who are gonna be really liberal. Yeah. And already with the film industry, you have so many people coming in now from what from other states and especially younger people, and their mindset is a lot more liberal like the political demographic of Georgia is shifting drastically in the moment yeah and I think it has a lot to do with um, a lot of people coming here like you know us literally being more of a melting pot um, you know what's the word transit something like most people that's in Atlanta are not from Atlanta. Like they yeah. transplant, so they're they're from other places, you know, for the simple fact of economic reasons, jobs, or whatnot. So you're gonna have those people that's um, maybe the people that's born and raised here, the people that's actually outside of 285, um, you know, down in the sticks or up in the sticks, whichever way you're going. Anybody within, you know, inside the perimeter. And no telling that they're from all over the place. Hell, they might be the only people that can afford to live inside 285 at some point. But yeah, I thought that was interesting that 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 gentleman was make. <laughs> you know, he said, "I drive a truck to pick up illegal immigrants." Yes, I said that. They love that. They love it. And it's like. That's 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 scary, bro. Is that who you like? Is that legit who you want making decisions for you and where you live at? That is nuts. Alright, I think we're about to wrap it up. You want to give any shout outs or any special messages before we leave, Mister Williams? Uh, shout out, once again, shout out to my wife. Um, shout out to Claudia for giving me this opportunity. Shout out for. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out for Drew for, for asking for asking me to come hang out with him, and you know to all you beautiful people that's out here listening and absorbing our opinions and our takes on these things. We appreciate y'all. Yeah. Pretty much every single thing we just said. Thank you, Wiggins, for coming to join us. Shout out sure. to Killer Quad. Wish you safe travels. Make it back home safe. Sure. And uh, we'll see you guys in the next episode. Adios. Peace. Somewhere between psychotic and iconic. Somewhere between I want it and I got it. Somewhere between I'm sober and I'm lifted. Somewhere between a mistress and... It's gonna be okay, I'm the Jew.